Welcome. You found the People of Chattanooga podcast. I'm your host, Luke Swab. Today I sit down with Justin Ship. He's the owner of Site7. They're an outfit here in town that takes sprinter vans and converts them into camper vans. Uh, he does all custom work. Um, <laughs> as corny as it sounds, he'll turn your dream into a reality. He's very passionate about what he does. High quality work. Um, very talented man. We talk about old Volkswagen buses on this episode, uh, motorcycles. We even get into trundle beds somehow. Um, we really got into the weeds. So if you're interested in trundle beds or anything else I just said, stay tuned and listen to my conversation with Justin Ship. All good? I think we're good. I think we're recording. I see the waveforms. <laughs> it's official. It's official. We're live. All right. I'm sitting in the studio today with Justin Ship with two P's. Uh, how why, are you? Wh- why is it two P's? Uh, I don't know. That's how it came. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so I heard a rumor that used to be a um, bicycle frame builder. That rumor is true. Uh, in a past life, I built bicycle frames yeah how do you get into that that's pretty that's pretty fun yeah so the bicycle frame um that was um that's sort of a story in itself let's do it um so i was working my we'll go all the way back to the beginning my granddad started an rv dealership um i worked there um it was bought and I worked through the uh, transition from it being a family business to a corporate business. Um, After that transition, it became pretty clear that that was not the best place for me to be. And uh, in the corporate setting. Yeah. 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 I'm not really cut out for corporate. Um, I can identify with that <laughs> for, for better or worse. It's, uh, it, I, I don't excel in that environment. Um, so I was looking for, I was looking for a, a different job, looking for a way out. And, uh, it was just like doors were getting shut. Like I'd, I'd have interviews and think I was going to get a job and nothing worked out. Corporate interviews. Uh, yeah, just all sorts of places. I was looking for a, I have a marketing degree. So I was looking for a marketing job and just, it just wasn't happening. Um, so I just kind of made a decision, uh, to, to go for it. Um, I had a friend that had sent me a video of people, a guy building bike frames. And I just like saw the video and thought, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I can, I can do that. So, um, ended up, selling some cars that I had and went out to Portland, Oregon and went through a frame building school out there. Um, came back and just dove in. Did you Uh, have any welding experience before this idea of becoming a bike frame builder? So I was, um, super into cars. So I was familiar with welding. I was familiar with, you know, fabrication, the process. I went to the frame building school and learned how, you know, like frame fabrication and best practices and the process. And, um, I learned how to, uh, to braise frames together at at that school. So when I came back, I was building, uh, like lugged, um, cyclocross frames and road frames. 
And then after doing that for a little bit, I was, got really interested in building mountain bikes and in order to build mountain bikes, you have to TIG weld them. Uh, what's the difference between the braze welding and the TIG welding? Um, so TIG welding is, you know, like a, 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 like most bicycle frames, uh, are, are TIG welded. It's kind of like modern, like style of building. And then lugged construction is you take the tubes and you put them into fittings and they actually get braced together with silver. Mm. Um, so it's like an older uh, process, but you can build just beautiful bicycles with lugs. Is, is that like plumbing? You know, when you yeah, solder? It, that's exactly old what school. it's like. Gotcha. Yep, exactly. And now I'm starting to remember um, looking at older bikes mm-hmm. with those kind of fittings put yep. in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, so that's, that's what I, or how I started. And then when I got interested in building mountain bikes, um, I, I went to a school in New Paltz, New York, uh, Carl from Vicious Cycles, uh, has a, has a TIG welding school up there. And I went through his, his thing and then came back and started, started TIG welding, uh, frames together and really i i love the process it was tig welding is spectacular it's fun um but uh did, did you just buy all the equipment and yeah i had a lot of the equipment oh um, from the cars yeah from the cars uh my yeah. granddad actually helped me buy a uh, tig welder um so that that pretty much set me up and from there it was you know just practice 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 build 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 and did your marketing degree help you get customers because uh, <laughs> who's buying these frames from you uh man I, i'm not i'm not good at like self promotion i don't like it um it makes me super uncomfortable sure um so it was all word of mouth pretty much um i had a very small like social media presence and it was you know just like word of mouth so, like people get a bike if they liked it they tell their friends and uh, the bike, the bike scene, the bike building scene is like, it's a tough business. Um, it's, there's a ton of competition, uh, a lot of customers can be tough. Um, it's very technical. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot on the line. So it was, it was a good learning experience for me. Um, but I was glad to close that chapter. How, how many years was that chapter open for? Uh, I built frames for, for, let's say, three or four years. Oh, wow. Yeah, for a little while. Uh, thanks to, uh, to my wife, who really like, carried us during that time. It was never a lucrative <laughs> endeavor. Sure. Um, I, I come from the BMX world, and I know all those companies, they, it's a struggle. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of, I call it like my art project. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it, it taught me to be super critical of the work that I'm doing, sure. um, which is, that's, um, you know, that's, that's a hard lesson to learn somehow and, or, or sometimes, and, um, y- y- you know, I, being able to look at something that you've done and kind of pick it apart and be like, Oh, well, you know, I could have done it that better. I should have done this. And it's, so I always want to just keep like getting better and better and better and better. Yeah. Which that can drive you crazy sometimes, but it also, you know, it, it, I feel like it's self-motivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever build one of those split frame bikes that you can like take overseas the top tube and the down tube? No, they, I never, never did, but those are really cool. They're super cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anything with a uh, belt drive? Did you ever do? No, no belt drive. The like craziest bike that I think ever built was for Andrew Gage actually. And it's a cargo, cargo bike. Yeah. And it's, is it the purple one he rides around? To uh, no, it's the it's gray. It's gray. Yeah, he he's usually got a tote in it. Yeah, and I've seen his kids, kids inside. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw him in a uh, blue cheese uh, fox. Yeah, place. And that uh, <laughs> that's probably the most complicated thing I've ever built. Yeah. Um, but man, it's it's so cool that he uses it, and every time I see it, it just makes me so happy. Oh yeah, because it's, yeah, it's your display art being toted around town. Oh, I know. It's just. And it has such a presence. It's just so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you riding, um, are you riding your own frame right now still? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't ride bikes a ton right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, all the bikes that I have are, are, are frames that I built. Yeah. Um, you've, you ride motorcycles now. Yeah. I, motorcycles are kind of like mountain bikes, but you can go faster and cover more ground. And the uphill is it, so... It's, it's a lot easier. Yeah. You think e-bikes are controversial. What about <laughs> motorcycles? Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm pro. I'm pro motorcycle. Yeah. They're fun. Um, let's talk about the cars. This is something I didn't know about you. You used to do the car thing. Yeah. What? I was really into cars. Um, I love, I love VWs. Um, I had a whole bunch of VW buses, um, mm-hmm. like pre 19, like 68 uh, split window buses. And, uh, they just, they're just so much fun. Do they, you- do you know the guy that lives in St. Elmo that has all the VWs? Yep. He's on the Greenway. Yep. I want to talk to him so bad. He's yep. got the cool, he's got the transformer one. <laughs> Is that what it's called? The, or the transporter? The transporter. Yeah. Yep. That thing yeah, yeah, looks yeah. cool. It's like half van, half truck. Yep. Yeah. It's a, like a double cab. Um, yeah. Super yeah. cool. Clean looking. Yeah. It's a nice truck. And he's also got a, another one. It's called a L- LT. Um, and it's, he's working on that right now i can't wait to see it around town yeah uh but yeah so vws i mean it's just um like growing up around rvs uh they're they're just like big and we were like always in them we traveled we went to rallies with the family and and i kind of just got like burned out on them and then when i got a vw bus it was kind of it was like the opposite of an rv it was small we could drive it wherever it was easy to fix. It wasn't complicated. And I just like, I just fell in love with them. Like they're fun to drive. They have personality. Like they break down all the time. Um, but that was fun. You know, like that was part of, that was part of like the pride of ownership is like knowing that, that I could fix it. Yeah. Um, but you're in your own little club. Yeah. Do the, do the VW bug guys like wave at each other? The bus guys like wave at each yeah, other? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, this a, it's a community for sure. You're on the, are you on the forums? <laughs> I try to steer clear of the forums. <laughs> <laughs> I love forums. Uh, okay. It's a good source of, Oh, it's uh yeah. If you're into VWs, there's a website called the Samba, which is basically just like Mecca for VWs. And there's so much information and the com- community is like, super helpful uh which is rare i think yeah um you, you know like if if i was ever broken down and somebody in a air-cooled you know vw passed by there's a 99.7 percent chance that they would stop and help yeah um but you know when you're driving those cars it's 
It's, it's part of it. I was on TDI Club for a while. I have a Volkswagen yeah, too, and yeah. uh, they're so quirky yep. that like something weird happens. You just look search on there, and then you find the guy, and he'll explain it to you. Yeah, there's always a guy that's like, "Oh yeah, you got to take this and do that," and then you turn it upside down and shake it. And yeah, like, oh, and it works. Cool. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Um, so you had to sell the cars to uh, to start the yeah the sold, frame building. Yeah, sold the cars to buy equipment to build frames, and um, you know that was that was part of it. You know, easy come, easy go with stuff like that. Um, and then um, yeah, it's just kind of rolled with the frame building thing for a while and it was um like i said it was a good experience are you still building frames for people if someone wants no no i'm <laughs> you not shut it down no i shut it down i mean okay. it was i felt like i you know like i did i did what i needed to do there yeah um you know it was going out on my own was like tough um and it was you know it it taught me a lot about you know working for yourself and help hard it is to make it work and how like complicated running a business is. And, um, yeah, it was, it it was good. Like I'm proud of the work that I did and, you know, I'm, but also, you know, happy that I'm doing something else now. And what was the name of this company? Uh, silent, silent, silent bikes. Yeah. Silent cycles. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how many you, uh, made Mm, quite a few? Yeah. Yeah. I built for a couple other, uh, companies and, Oh, and would they rebrand them? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a way that you could still have your own brand, but still, you know, like continue to, to build. Um, but, but yeah. So then you decided to start another business? Yeah. Well, that kind of found me. Um, when I was sort of looking for a, another option, um, I had a conversation with, uh, with some friends, uh, people that I looked up to, a guy named Paul that does uh, Airstream restorations, another guy in town named George Brown. And uh, I was just saying, you know, like I'm, I'm interested in this van thing. I, I, I like RVs. I kind of want to get back into the car scene. I feel like there could be something there for me. And, you know, it's just talking to, to people and looking for advice. And um, randomly, uh, well, like, maybe not randomly, but pretty, pretty randomly out of the blue. Um, George, George Brown and another, uh, another, another guy named Dawson, um, who was one of the owners of Rock Creek. They were on a ski trip out West. And I think Dawson was thinking about getting a van. Um, it came up in conversation. George said that he had talked to me. They called me out of the blue and they had me on speakerphone. We're driving out West and Dawson was like, Hey, (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to get a van. Do you want to build it? And I, I had worked for him in high school. And, uh, so we kind of, I, I knew him through that and, you know, he was somebody that I always respected, but had, had not been in touch with. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to do it. And, uh, he's like, where are you going to build it? I was like, I have no idea. Why did he ask you to build the van? Uh, you know, he went out on a limb for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had seen, you know, what I'd done with bikes and he knew that I grew up around RVs and also, you know, had experience with the campers from VWs and, you know, he just, he took a chance, man. Um, so we, we talked briefly on the phone he said, you know, when we get back, I'm going to 
we'll, we'll talk. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. And when we got off the phone, I was like, man, that, that would be really great if that ever happened. And then just sort of didn't write it off, but you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to get too excited about. Yeah. Till yeah. it actually, yeah. Till the actually, van's sitting somewhere. Yeah. Till it transpires. And then, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks later, you know, like he pulled up outside of my shop and with the ho- van, honked the yeah. horn with the van. He was like, get in, let's figure this out. Oh, great. And, uh, and that was it, man. It was from, from that point on, it was like, I, it, it was clear, you know, that that was the direction that I was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we built his van, you know, went through the, the, the design process, you know, together. Um, I built most of that van in his driveway, uh, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, but it turned yeah. out great. Uh, that is funny. Were, were there a lot of rain days? Uh, no, no, it was, it was good. Um, you know, if it was, if there was a rainy day, you know, I did stuff in the van and if it was a nice day, I did stuff out of the van and kind of juggled the van between his house and, uh, in my shop. If I had to weld stuff, I'd take it down there and do the fab stuff and then take it back. And, you know, he was super accommodating, but, um, it, it, it turned out great. Um, and then from that point on, he's, he's been such a, like a huge advocate for me and, um, yeah, yeah, I have him to thank for for where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, after after that, um, it was kind of the same deal. The the word started to get out. Uh, Dawson kind of called a couple of his friends and said, you know, if you're if you're interested, you know, like I've got a guy. Um, and from you know that point on, you know, I've I've had consistent work. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just incredible. Why, why did you end up getting a marketing degree? I'm just shaking my head. You, cause you don't, everything's word of mouth and uh, you uh, don't like to promote yourself. And... Man, I don't, I don't know. I, so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my parents wanted me to go to college. You know, I, I wanted to go to college. Um, you, you know, I, I learned a lot there. I'm glad that I went. Um, but it, it was just, you know, I, I use aspects of that at certain points, but I always thought that when I'd get out of college, I would just like march down to, you know, like super cool advertising agency and give, oh, yeah. give them a high five and be like, Hey, I'm creative, you know, yeah, the one give that, me a job. Yeah. The one that's like an Xbox in the lobby and a ping pong table that they never use. Yeah. And what I didn't know was that there's like 7 million other people that had just graduated from college yeah. and had more experience than me and you know, reality check. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I, I understand that. I, um, also went to college, but I'm self-employed and, uh, yeah, I, I identify a lot with that. So, Mm. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of funny to look back at that. Um, but no, the van thing has been great. I, I I love it. It's it's a good fit. Yeah. So, um, you got a shop on main street. Yeah. And uh, about how many builds do you do? You do one build at a time, or do you do a couple at a time? Or we usually have two two builds going on at at, at any given point, and then we also have some like smaller jobs, like not not full builds, and that we usually kind of pepper those in throughout the process. Um, most of our builds take you know several months to complete. Um, so with 
sort of our capacity, it's hard to focus on more than two and feel like we're doing a good job. Um, so I try to keep it, keep it to where we can manage and, you know, really make sure that the stuff that leaves is really nice. Have you ever put a, a bathroom in a van? Yeah. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's easy ways to do things and there's hard ways to do things. And we try to kind of balance, um, you know, really high quality components with like simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of where it is certain like an RV and a camper van are like very similar, but at a certain point, they, they're different. Um, so we're, the stuff that we build is like more close, re, closely related to kind of like a boat. Um, you know, it's really nice components, very straightforward. Um, you get less stuff in a camper van, but all the stuff in it is way better quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in a t- traditional RV, you get a lot of stuff. Like there's lots of stuff, all of the amenities of home, um, but the quality is like much less. It kind of reminds me of a, a mobile home versus a tiny house. Yeah. And you're like, what's the difference? And mm-hmm. it's like the tiny house is like built with quality and the mobile home is just. Yeah. Just kind of slapped together. Yeah. That's yeah. what it seems like to me. Yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, that's a, yeah, accurate, um. Analogy, analogy, comparison. correlation, comparison, something. Yeah. yeah, one of those big words yeah. we learned in college. <laughs> one of those marketing words. Um, how many guys you got working for you at the shop? Uh, we've got uh, three guys, in- including myself. So there's four of us right now. Okay. Yeah, so it's a good crew. That's good. Any interns? Are you no, taking internships? No, no interns at this point. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite van build that sticks out in your mind? Uh, no, I mean, I like them all really. They're, uh, they're all different. They're all, you know, um, everything that we do is custom at this point. And, you know, so that's, that's really cool because it, it reflects sort of like what we do in our, uh, aesthetic, but also the needs and like aesthetic of the customers. So it's, it's pretty cool to see you know, like over time, you know, how everything has sort of evolved, but also stayed the same. Um, I feel like at this point, like we've kind of settled down on our aesthetic and our style of builds and the stuff that we've been doing that we really like, and we know that it works and, you know, so there's, there's consistency there and, um, it's, it's, I I don't know. I, I like all of them. Dawson's van is, Definitely one that I really, really like just because it's, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful van. And the van that I did after that was for some other people in town. Um, and it has uh, like maple shiplap ceiling with uh, maple cabinets and then aluminum walls. It looks kind of like an airstream on the inside and it's, oh, it's wow. spectacular too. Um, but we're working on one right now for a guy and it's... Um, it's beautiful as well. So it's, I mean, it's, I don't have a favorite. I mean, they're all, yeah. we, we spend so much time working on the vans that it's, you know, like by the time that they leave, like we're, we're all in, like vested in them. Um, 
So it's just cool. Do, do you kind of have like, it sounds like you kind of have a style where if, if I go inside a, a van, can I recognize it as I would think your so. Build? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do. Like I said, there's a lot of reoccurring, you know, things. Yeah. And, things you found that work really well. Mm-hmm. And do you have to ever kind of talk uh, clients out of silly ideas? <laughs> like I know this isn't gonna work. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, but I mean, it's cool. Like our customers have been awesome, and you know, like they're they're pumped on the process. And y- you know, by the time someone drops a van off at the shop, you know, it's important for me that you know I've, I'm a hundred percent certain that we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that stuff kind of gets sussed out beforehand and, you know, but by the time we get to the build process, um, you know, we've got a pretty clear idea of what, what we're getting ourselves into. Um, but, but yeah, there's all sorts of like crazy stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, but you must've had to appease at some point, uh, just kind of like, okay, I'll build it, but I don't know. It's uh, a- no, I mean, it's, if it, these projects are big and I like, I don't want them to like going sideways yeah. like halfway through. So if there's, if there's something that I don't feel comfortable with, I mean, I'm, I'm to the point now where I, I feel pretty good about saying, you know, like that's, that's not our thing. Yeah. Um, and most people are receptive to that. Um, which is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, when you build a van, is it better stop to start with a cargo van or a passenger? Um, it's, um, it's better to start with a cargo van. Um, passenger vans are more expensive. They've got windows all the way around. The configuration is different. And a lot of the, a lot of the stuff in a passenger van just gets pulled out. Thrown away. Um, yeah, thrown away. So there's not really any reason to, to, to pay more to get that van to pull the stuff out you know, so you don't use it. Yeah. I, um, I, the only thing I was thinking of air ducts and maybe they have bigger, uh, heaters or AC units or, yeah, they've got AC. Some of them have AC units in the rear, but you can only use those when you're driving. So uh-huh. it's, they, they kind of, they still work. I mean, it's, we, we've done them before. It's like, it's, but it's just, it, it's more straightforward if it's a cargo van. Yeah. It's a clean slate. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite out of the, what do we have? We have the transit, the sprinter, the pro master and the Nissan NV 2000 or yeah, whatever that is. The NV. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done an NV? We have not. They're pretty ugly. Yeah. It looks like a baseball hat. <laughs> I think it's really the Titan with just it's like a camper top on the back. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's no, there's no secret. Like I'm a, I'm a sprinter guy. Yeah, because um, you like because you like working on vehicles that break down. Like the, <laughs> no, I mean the Sprinters are they're they're solid trucks, man. I mean That's it's um, didn't they have a reputation at the beginning of kind of Sprinters having issues? There's, I mean, like all German cars, if you don't take care of them, they get temperamental. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I daily drive a 2004 Sprinter with 320 thousand miles on it, and it runs like a top. Um, you know, the new, the new sprinters, um, they, they drive so good and they, you know, they get good fuel economy. Yeah. They're, 
they, they look the part. Um, they look good. They, they look they so look, good. Especially and, the new four-wheel drive ones. Yeah, that, the four-wheel drive oh option is goodness. awesome. Yeah, you were telling me they have a four-inch factory lift, mm-hmm. lift on them. Yep. Another, uh, another, I guess my second favorite is the uh, Ford Transit. Yeah. Um, and they've got an all-wheel drive version that's out right now. The Transit's really, it's a solid truck, too. Is that why um, Sprinter did the four-wheel drive because Ford upped the game? Didn't, uh, did Sprinter, Ford... Sprinter did it, Sprinter or, or did it Mercedes first. did it first. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. And then... Ford started paying attention after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's... Uh, the, 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 the way that their four wheel drive systems work is a little bit different, but they're still, you know, if you get into snow or something, it's either or. Do you but, want to explain that more? The, how are they different? The four wheel drive systems? It's, um, the Sprinter has, I guess, a, a technically a four wheel drive system. And then the transit is technically an all wheel drive system, Okay. which I guess if you want to split hairs, you can, but. In both of them, four wheels are turning. So. They, they both work. Okay. <laughs> we can work. watch a YouTube video if we want to know yeah. the, the mechanics behind it. Yeah, that. somebody out there could do a much better job of explaining that than me. Yeah. Might have to do with locking differentials. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something yeah, like brakes and computers. And... But what we do know is the um, the Ram ProMaster does not have four-wheel drive. No, it's, it, it does not. It's sealed the minivan, the front-wheel drive, yep. drivetrain. Yeah, and we've done a couple of those. Those are pretty, those are pretty cool. Um, they're also. both, aren't they about the cheapest ones you can get? If yeah, you're they're really a, on a budget. Would you go that way or? Yeah. Yeah. They're a good price point. Um, and you know, Ford and Dodge both have a huge dealer network. So if, mm-hmm. you know, if you need service done, it's easy to find service. The, the Mercedes sprinters are a little bit, um, the dealers are fewer and further between. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how much weight can you put on top of a sprinter? Can you build a party deck up there? <laughs> Man, there's people that we put huge roof racks on almost all of the vans that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're made of aluminum, so they don't weigh a whole, whole lot. Um, you know, as far as like how much stuff you could put up there, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering, can uh, you, can you have, uh, I just like sitting up high. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. Like yeah. just hang out. Up oh there yeah, with, like, for sure. Three, four buddies. Oh know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what those wrecks are, you know, aside from, you know, putting a kayak or canoe up there, just going up there and that's chill. Yeah. Sunset drinking coffee or yeah. drinking a beer and sitting yeah. on the roof. I mean, it's, it seems a little silly, but it is so nice. <laughs> no, it'd be really nice. Um, have you ever have any experience with putting a dirt bike or a small moped or something on the front? Uh, I not personally, but you they make a front a uh, front hitch mount receiver yeah. for the vans, and yeah, they'll they'll accommodate a small small dirt bike I've or, seen a, that. or a moped. And I'm just curious how if that really messes the driving dynamics or anything. Or uh, you know, like a little moped or something, a couple hundred pounds up there, I can't yeah. see it making a huge difference. Because that'd be ideal. Because the back doors they swing open mm-hmm. and kind of having to take your motorcycle off all the time. Yeah, would kind of be a a little bit of a pain. Yeah, up front would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you daily drive yours all over town. I see you like every week, just <laughs> randomly because you stick out like a sore thumb. It's, yeah, it's hard to hide in that thing. Yeah, um, but it's fun. I mean, I, it's it's a fun car. Yeah. Um, the uh, and and I get asked very frequently if it's practical to you know like daily drive one of the vans and. It's, that's an easy answer for me because I do. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that makes, uh, makes the van so cool is if you 
want to eliminate another car and, you know, consolidate the, you can, someone can completely daily drive their van. Um, it's not inconvenient. Wait, going through like, you can't go through like the Chick-fil-A drive through. Oh, uh, you got to go in. That that's <clears throat> that is inconvenient. But aside from that, you know, parking, picking up kids, going to the grocery store, it's like it's no, not a big deal. At Can all. you go through any drive-throughs, or is it it's just overall? Too, how tall is it? It's tall enough to not make it through. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had any not make it through experiences? No, no. <laughs> fortunately, not. Uh, when I was in college, I uh, t- uh, went into a parking garage with two bicycles and a kayak on top of my Jetta, and I learned my lesson. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I have a friend that did that in his mom's garage. It was a golf uh, uh, with the bike on top. And then he, he had a note he put on his headliner, <laughs> a check for a bike. Yeah. So he would never do that again. Danger. Yeah. Yeah, that's a mistake you make one time. <laughs> um, would you, okay, so your shop's on Main Street. Um, do you, are you uh, eating at a lot of restaurants on Main Street for lunch? Uh, not doing much of anything right now. Yeah. Take out only. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Pack a lunch. Yep. Brown bagging it. Um, stop by and visit, visit Andrew at Velo Coffee every mm-hmm. once in a while and get a pizza to go from, you know, someplace. But yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just laying low. Yeah. But you still got work. Yeah. So that's, that's great. Yeah. It is. Um, fortunately, going into, to this, we had a couple couple big projects um, g- going into it, um, so that's that's really uh, I'm very grateful for that going into the past, you know, like two 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 months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the past, you know, week or so, we've seen a little bit of a pickup in people inquiring. So hopefully, things start to go back to normal. Yeah, I think that they will. Now. Um when you have, do you take weekends off and do you like get out in the, the wilderness yourself? Where are some places you like to go? Yeah. Yeah. We try very hard not to work on weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we take, we take the van out as, as much as we can. Um, I, I like to go North typically. Um, I like to fly fish so we can go someplace around water, mm-hmm. um, up towards like Teleco Plains or in that, in that neighborhood, the Smokies are always great. Yeah. Um, just anyway, there's so many good places around here. It's hard. It's hard to go wrong. Yeah. And don't tell your secret spots. No, you can't. <laughs> you gotta be as vague. You as got possible. You gotta, you gotta I, be vague. I go to Snoopers point every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> every weekend. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's really see me. But it's, it's fun. I, I like it just going out on forest service roads and expo- exploring. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, the girls have fun. Um, it's it's always chill. It's just good to get away and you know drive on gravel and mm-hmm. you know be 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 close to water. It's kind of like hitting the reset button every week. Yeah, and you have the you have a lifted version. Mm-hmm. Some pretty yep, good tires I do. on it. Yeah, big tires, a little bit of a lift. It's it's an older van, and so it it doesn't if we're if we're driving through the bushes, it doesn't the scratches don't hurt that bad. Nope, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Um, so your biz, your, your company is called site seven yep. and how do you come up with that name? Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> so w- my wife, Melissa actually came up with the name and it basically is referencing a campsite that we used to meet friends at during college. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, I like names that are a little bit vague. Yeah. Um, so 
but that's uh yeah that's that's where that that came from yeah interesting was that something you do annually or no no just, we just okay. we used to camp a ton in college yeah. we'd meet friends from chattanooga um you know like halfway in between here up at the spokies and yeah um so you know not every weekend but pretty frequently we'd 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 go someplace and and camp out and kayak or whatever and canoe and then how how do you come up with the logo? I'm always curious on that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, a, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Justin Crop, uh, he he did the the logo, mm-hmm. and it was he's a pretty fantastic designer, and I just let him do his thing. Yeah, yeah. First first go. Yeah, he he kind of went through a couple iterations and settled on that, and like I loved it when I saw it, and it yeah. was yeah, just done. So, yeah, I mean, it's really good. Um, but yes, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so when you're not, uh, doing the camper thing or the van thing, um, what else do you like to do? Uh, I like to play motorcycle with my friends. Um, what what bikes do you have? Uh, I've got a triumph. I've got a 1967 triumph, uh, tiger, tiger or mountain cub, excuse me. Uh, that used to be my dad's. Um, so that's kind of turned into my around town, like gentleman's bike. Um, and then I've also got a, um, uh, a Husqvarna FE250, the, the dirt bike. And I like to just, you know, try to get out in the woods and, you know, just explore, have fun. Um, I like riding in the rain when there's nobody in the woods. So, you know, go play in the mud and drop it and pick it up and drop it and pick it up. Um, and then also, uh, uh, really like fly fishing, um, when I was growing up, uh, I used to fish a ton and then really kind of fell out of it. And I've, I've kind of re- rediscovered that and I'm, I'm really into it right now. It's a great excuse to go outside and be in the water. Have you ever gotten to go, um, out West fly fishing or any exotic locations? No, I've not. Is that the dream? I'd love to go out West and fish. Yeah. Um, but there's so much good stuff over here too, hmm. that it's like every, it's like every, once you get, you know, up towards the Smokies, like all, all the creeks are just, they're full of fish. They're beautiful. There's, they're not crowded. Yeah. You know, you, you drive, drive, drive for a while and hike for a while and you can be the only person that you see all day. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm not in that fly fishing world, so I don't know. And so we're, do we live in a pretty good spot? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a great, great place to be. I mean, you know, climbing, kayaking, biking, anything you know, outside, anything outside the, Chattanooga is like we're in we're in very close proximity to tons of good stuff, mm-hmm. except for skiing <laughs> and surfing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do have that place in um, Mintone, Alabama. Oh, Wildland. Have yeah. you ever seen that? Uh, I have seen it, but I've never been. It seems like a stretch. It was my goal this year to to ski there. And I wanted to ride my bicycle there and then <laughs> rent skis, stay in the cabin and then ride back. Have the full experience. Get the full experience. And, um, but I don't think it opened. Um, yeah. I don't think it this year got below freezing at it's, all this year. It was really, it was really sad. I called them cause I was watching the weather regularly for this and I called them and, um, I said, it's freeze. It's going to freeze tonight. Are you guys going to try to make snow? And the mm-hmm. lady's like, yeah, we're going to try. And I'm like, okay, well, um, can I call you in the morning to see if they're open? And she's like, yeah, call me eight o'clock. So this is the owner. So I called her uh-huh. and, uh, and she says, I was up to like four in the morning. It was just too humid. We couldn't do it. Oh but my I'm gosh. Like, I'm sorry. 
probably would have been the only one on the slopes. <laughs> the next is like probably a Tuesday or something, you know. There's always next year. Uh, there is. I Yeah, there is. But that's one of my goals. Ski there. Yeah. Yeah. Gatlinburg. I think they've got they've got one too. Um, yeah, they do have one. I think so. And then a couple in Asheville. Yeah. I've never been to any of these. I grew up in Michigan. Okay. And, so I'd ski on the ice up there. Yeah. Yeah, when I was growing up, we went skiing a little bit, and there's a big difference between skiing on the East Coast and skiing on the West Coast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. In college, I went over to Europe, and I got a taste of powder for the first time, and that kind of then I came back to Michigan and kind of ruined me. Yeah. My, my drive for <laughs> skiing just kind of died. Yeah. yeah. Some of the West is big. Do you surf? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I, I've always wanted to. It's, uh, it's something that looks like it would be, you know, spectacular yeah it looks good i follow a bunch of surfers on instagram and it looks fun mm-hmm. but it's quite hard yeah i believe it yeah yeah, yeah. Th- things like that you know people have a tendency to make it look way easier than it actually is mm-hmm. what's um some kind of like secret uh talent that you have like can you do the rubik's cube or ride a unicycle or something silly like that that people want to know but you don't want to tell them <laughs> i don't uh, I can take the engine out of a VW real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like 20 minutes. It's, are those the ones that are like the four bolts, like the old 1600 ones? Yeah. I got, yeah. I got pretty, pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, that's not a, a, a skill that really, uh, <laughs> well, it helps me on a daily basis, but you know, it's, it's, it's something I'm proud of. Yeah. Um, that's- would you rebuild the motors? Uh, yeah. 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 They're simple. Yeah. That's the, that's the cool thing about all those cars is that, I mean, you could basically just have a flathead screwdriver and a hammer and yeah, you know, take the whole thing apart. Um, did you ever have one of those dune buggies? No, I did not. Yeah. I was, I just had buses. Uh, okay. so buses and, uh, some pickup trucks, a single cab and a double cab, but, uh, a- Andrew Gage. He's yeah. Got, yeah. I think he's got a dune buggy. Oh really? I think so. Like still. I think so. Okay. We'll have to ask him. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely going to ask him that. Definitely. Um, if, if you could import one VW from Europe without paying these ridiculous taxes and it doesn't have to be 25 years old, what would you bring? Oh, gosh. The LT. I mean, that's a cool four-wheel drive van. It's mm-hmm. basically like a van again, but it's huge. Um I'd probably get one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a 1958 uh, 11 window bus that was original paint. I'd like to have that one back. Oh, that was cool. Did you have to sell that one for the bike? Yeah. 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 I sold, I sold that one. It was, um, yeah, it, it was, yeah. One of those things where it's like trade something that is cool for an opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a fair, fair deal. <laughs> What was, what's the, uh, makes the 11 window so special? Uh, it's just a cool, I, I just liked it. Mm-hmm. It, it. Um, it's like a very utilitarian, you know, it's like not fancy. Um, I, I just like the way they look. Yeah. Um, it's, there's different versions of buses, but the 11 window has kind of always been my favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to think of anything else. No, I like those two. I used to want a VW Lupo. 
Oh, nice. I think it's like a 1.2 liter. Yep. Get like 70 miles a gallon. Yep. Yeah. And are there diesel too. Yeah, diesel. Yep. Yeah. Oh, European. Oh. Europe and their, their, their cool cars. And they're cool cars <laughs> and we don't have them. We have F-150s. I know. I know. It's so disappointing. Oh, but that makes the old stuff that much better. Sometimes Canada gets, gets some good stuff. You know, Canada, you can import the vehicle if it's 15 years old. Oh, wow. I like, did not know that. Yeah, in the U.S. it's 25. Huh. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. And there's, and there's a couple, um, the smart cars, they made a diesel smart car, and it went in Canada for a couple of years, and a couple have snuck over to America. Oh, wow. And they somehow got them registered as a smart car. Oh, that's awesome. There's like a couple. I'm on the forums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the gray on. market cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, have you ever traveled overseas? Uh, yeah, I've been to, I've been to Peru. I've been to, to Europe once. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like Peru. It was cool. You do the Machu Picchu thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. What was that like? It was incredible. It, um, that place is crazy. Um, it just, it makes, it's just, it just blew my mind. I mm -hmm. mean, honestly, I mean, the people were spectacular. It's beautiful the whole like r r ruins are just incredible. I mean, it's, it's an amazing place. Um, I'd love to go back there. Um, but there's a ton of places in the States that I have not been either. Yeah. So I'd love to go back out West and explore out there. Um, maybe when my girls get a little bit older, how old are they? Um, uh, seven and five. Cool. Yeah. Fun age. That is fun. Yep. Do they help you cook and, and whatnot in the in the van? Oh, yeah, they do. They're all over the place. Right now, they're spending a lot of time at the shop with me, which is great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're cool. They roll, they roll with it. How do you do a four – how do you sleep four people in the van? So in our van, we've got, um, we've got a, a, a bed up top, and the girls are young enough to where they don't um, object to being on, like, a, a – rest on the floor yeah um in customers vans uh we build like a bunk bed setup where there's like a fixed bed that um is is kind of like the major bed mm -hmm. and we have minor bed that it slides out from underneath on tracks um and that's good for kids or somebody is uh you know came with somebody so like a buddy or whatever and that's a super cool idea i've never seen that anyone else do that no i haven't either it's a, it's a really it's a it's a design that I'm really really happy with. It's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, and it's real. It looks real like clean and tidy. And when the the, yep. the when the bunk bed is stowed, you like hardly even know it's there. Yeah, um, it's um, I'm thinking of the, there's a name of beds that do that. It's like a like a Murphy bed. It's not the Murphy that flips from the wall, but there is a style of bed where you pull a mattress from underneath like a chest bed, maybe. Oh, like, uh, like, like in a couch, not in a couch, like in an actual bed. Um, they have to store another trundle bed. bed. Trundle. Is that what it is? You could call it a trundle bed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's just real slick. Cause it just slides right underneath the yeah, other it bed. Just, it's yeah, perfect. It hides. Yep. 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 Trundle. Yeah, that's a good yeah. trademark. It. Yeah. <laughs> Ching. Yep. The, uh, but yeah, sleeping m most, that's the best way that we found for four four people to sleep mm -hmm. um, is like the bunk bed, and then beyond that, you just kind of start to run out of room. Some people do rooftop tent. Some people put you know tent outside. Um, we've done 
you know, like bunk beds underneath the bed before that worked pretty well. Uh-huh. Uh, but for the, for, for, for um, there's, I'm getting tripped up when you're designing, when you're going through the, the design process, it's, it's a give and take for mm-hmm. everything. So you're working in a, you know, finite amount of space. Um, and then usually every decision that you make means, it, it has, a, it affects other parts of the, so you're, we're always kind of pushing and pulling one direction or another to try to yeah. uh, land, land at something that like looks good and works really well. Yeah. I mean, you have to have your, your priorities, your, your must haves. If you want to store bikes underneath without dropping your seat post, mm-hmm. then standing up, then your bed has to be this height and you have mm-hmm. to be okay with having that amount of headroom yeah. in the bed. I mean. Yeah. It's just reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a push and pull. It's always, you know, like juggling, you know, like space and what, what I'll call the garage. Yep. Um, for space, uh, you know, sleeping. Right. So, you know, there's only so much there to work with. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so you try to you kind of, uh, find, find the, the, the happy medium where, you know, you can get all your stuff in there, yeah. but also be comfortable. Do you have any other, um, things that you like to do, you kind of try to do in all the vans. I know like, I know you have a lot of diesel heaters Yep. and, and, um, yeah. What are some like trademark things that you try to do in, in all the vans? I mean, my, my, like, if, if you're going down the, like kind of the tick list of things yeah. that I, I would say are kind of I'll call them must haves, but they make it really nice is, you know, I like, good insulation, nice walls and ceiling. So, you know, it looks good. I really like nice lighting. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. in the van and you've got all the doors shut up, like I, I like the, the, the lighting in the van to be like nice. So we use, uh, like warm white led lights. Everything's on dimmers. So it's like, it feels like really cozy in the van. Um, beyond that, you know, a, a bed, is nice, a comfortable bed. Yeah, fixed bed. You yeah, don't fixed have bed. To roll out the thermorest. No, and I like I like the fixed bed. I like it always made. You know, like it's mm-hmm. nice if you just roll up someplace and it's done. You know, like that's kind of one of the 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 nice things about having a van. Uh, beyond that, the the heater would be next on my list. That's a game changer because um, it basically, you know, means that that you can camp all winter long, uh, regardless of how cold it is. I mean, even with, with the girls, it's, uh, you know, if it's you know 30 degrees outside or 20 degrees outside, we can set the thermostat on, you know, like 67 or whatever. And just like, everybody's comfortable. Um, so the heater's pretty big. And then from there I would go with, uh, some sort of storage and I like, like upper cabinets. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just leave everything packed in the van. So if we want to, if we want to hit the road, the only thing we got to do is grab clothes and go to the grocery store, but all of our like stuffs, so it, it stays in the van. And then beyond that, um, an awning is a really cool feature. And that's something where if, if you didn't have it, or if you never had it, you probably wouldn't ever miss it. But once you've had it, it's really hard to go back. Um, cause it just makes the living space, uh, like feel much bigger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're sitting outside and it starts to rain, you know, you just 
kind of scoot a little bit closer in under the awning and, and you can still sit out there. And are those electric? Uh, they do make electric ones, but we don't, we don't use the electric ones. Okay. Um, we use just the manual crank. Um, it, when I was at the dealership, I saw way too many of the electric awnings break. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's nice to be able to push the button and have the thing run out, but it's a lot nicer for it to not break and just yeah. be able to crank it in. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good advantage you have with that background of seeing uh, problems of RVs, and you can kind of work on the front end to avoid those problems to begin with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's, I mean, we try to, like I said, we we try to make everything as simple as possible without, you know, sacrificing the way that it, it works. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that usually means that, you know, like the systems are straightforward and they're easy to service if they ever need it. And if you were to have a problem, it's very, you know, easy to track it down um, versus, you know, the alternative was just, just like layers and layers and layers of complexity, which uh, gets, <laughs> can be, br- br- it, it can be problematic later on. Do you, do you ever put close closed cell um, spray-in foam insulation? No, we don't. Do you do wool? Yeah, we use wool. Okay. We use wool insulation and also Thinsulate. Okay. Um, So depending on, you know, the van or the application, we'll either use wool or uh, the Thinsulate. And the Thinsulate's the same stuff that you'd get in, like, a puffy jacket. Yeah. Um, The spray-in foam insulation is, like, has a really... Uh, high R value. Like mm-hmm. you get a lot of, it's good insulation, but in a van, it's, um, it does two things. One of them, it makes running wire and doing the systems like very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you ever need to troubleshoot getting to areas, you basically have to carve the foam out. Uh, the other thing that it can do is if it's done incorrectly, it will like wrinkle the side of the van. So, uh, we, we've seen vans before that have been spray foamed and the side of them kind of looks like a potato chip. Oh, uh, uh, and it's, I mean, just the prospect of that happening to a new van just makes me like sick. Yeah. <laughs> so no, we, we avoid the spray foam, uh, in vans. Uh, but the, the wool is an awesome, uh, awesome material. Yeah, and that the wool that would help with uh, condensation potential condensation issues. Yeah, well, the insulation does, and the way yeah, with the walls and the ceiling, and the other thing is like with wool, if it gets if it were to get wet, it would dry. The yeah. same with insulate. Um, it's not um, it's not something that you know like mold will, will grow in. Um, if if it gets damp, it will it will dry out. It doesn't hold moisture like denim or something. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, do you have anything you would like to add? I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, thanks for coming. This yeah. Fantastic getting to know you more. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, if you want to get a van built, go see Justin. Yeah. Give us a shout. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. And there you have it. That's my conversation with Justin Ship. Man, that guy is humble, um, super talented, perfectionist, uh, all good qualities if you want a van built. 
or if you're just a good human being. So go buy a van from him. If you can't afford a van, if you can't afford, I can't talk. I just got done talking for an hour. If you can't afford a van, you can afford to go over to People Chattanooga on Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. If you don't want to do that, don't do that. But if you feel compelled, I'd be happy. Um, check us out on Instagram. Coming soon to Facebook and YouTube. And I uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. I loved it. I'll see you next week. Bye.